So bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh to so, all my listeners and followers. So today you are back with be my guest with Ahmed Takif Iman and today we are discussing about the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals specifically about the decent work and economic growth with my beloved friend Nur Izzin Mazlan. All right. Hello. So Assalamualaikum. So hi Izrin, how are you? I'm great, thank you for having me. Yeah. Yeah, no problem. So, um how do you want to start right now or do you want to discuss a little bit about the the UN Sustainable Development Goals specifically about the decent work and economy? I think we should start. All right. Okay. Right. Without without uh, wasting our time, so I will give you some facts, you know, about the unemployment rate in Malaysia. According to the Human Resource Minister Datuk Seri M Saravanan, since the MCO was implemented on March 18 and until November 27 last year, there's about 100,000 Malaysian had lost their jobs. What do you think will happen to the employees that has lost their job during this pandemic? You know what? Before 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 I'm moving on, before I pass the baton to you, the number is this quite worrying, you know? Yes, it is. The, the amount of the the rate is very high and the amount oh my god this I can't this very this very worrying state man all right so what do you think about it so i think maybe uh, they will be taking them back uh, because when business are busy again and mm-hmm. they will be short of staff so of course they will be calling their old staff back because They already know what's going on with the company. They already know what to expect and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is always an opportunity there. But what if they don't? What if they don't call them back? Um, honestly, people with working experience are more welcome than others that don't have, which is like fresh graduates. I'm sorry to say that, but it's the truth. Um, I mean, so, I, we are fresh graduates, so. <laughs> I think we haven't we graduated yet. Yeah, <laughs> I mean we are we are degree students, right? All right, so okay, moving on. <laughs> uh, moving on. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, you finish? Ah, uh, yeah. All right, so um, I want to add something about your statement. So, what kind of jobs? What if the old employees don't know the the future technologies? You know, let's say the the pandemic will go about two or three years more, and the technology will will be advanced and more advanced in the future. So, what do you think? Mm, well, in two or three years, they will. I don't think um, they will have like an issue about adapting the technologies because there will not be any like. Um, drastic changes in our technologies after all mm-hmm. right like in if you're talking about in two to three years technologies improvement it's not mm-hmm. going to be that huge so I still think that people um, or ex-employees are having like a lot more opportunities mm, yeah I kind of agree with you all right uh We've moved on to the next question. The business that opened during this pandemic could help the economy growth after COVID is mm-hmm. over, or is it just a temporary source of income? Oh, oh, 
of course, of course, it can help um, our economic growth. After this pandemic, where people are so used to buy things online, so they are already have that um, trust built in them towards this um, online shopping. However, there will be like um, there will be a downfall right after COVID ends because um, after but after a few months in, it will be a lot uh, more people shopping things online. Yeah, people I are want, going right. to be right. It's okay. It's people okay. It's okay. It's okay. Busy, right? People are going to be busy, right, with their work, with their kids, and school, and so on. So. COVID ends meaning we can go out but it also means we have to be working and studying just like um, before COVID exists. This type of people um, need online business because if we are talking about other perspectives like food businesses or for example like burger stalls or nakilama yeah. during mm-hmm. this pandemic uh, to have income for their family Yes, they can still provide that, but there's risk. If there's businesses will help, uh, I mean, if the businesses will help the economic growth, well, I don't really think so. They can help their financial, but uh, their economy, our economic growth, and I'm not sure about that. But I do prefer for people that have opportunities and experience to actually go back to their own fields, you know? Alright, so I kind of agree with you, but I want to um, to talk more about the gig economy. You know, the gig economy is like the the new norm of economy where um, young people more into uh, online businesses. They are more into food deliveries because there's no job during this time, right? During this difficult yep. time, there's no job. Mm, and then uh, I would like to add a little bit about the. Since the MCO implement and there's even a new MCO that just implement about I think two weeks ago, right? Mm-hmm, yep. And the exit strategy that been told by the Prime Minister um, Tan Sri Muhyiddin Yassin, uh, he said that the implement uh, the MCO will be will last about uh, 12 months, but without cash aid. So uh, you just mentioned just now about the people who. Sell nasi lemak, you know, with online business, but they, what I mean, they don't have any cash aid from the government. So, how can they survive with the money? With you know, to raise their families, to raise their kids, and some may need like laptops, phones for their online learning. So, what do you think about that? Well, I think, um, like I said just now, that mm-hmm. those. Small businesses can help them with their uh, family financial income. Um, like more, even if it's um, not a lot, but it can still help them to you know um, live yeah. for everyday yeah, yeah. for everyday income. And also, um, in terms of schools, like you said just now, um, actually schools nowadays. As far as I know, um, government schools can help with laptops also, because uh, in my case, I've known like a person, like she doesn't have a laptop in uh, her her house, um, so the school actually let her borrow the laptop for her to do her jobs and everything. 
So I think like actually because of this pandemic, um, us like the public and also the government are really helping each other out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. can agree with you. All right, so uh, we're moving on to the next one. Uh, I'll give you some some more facts. You know, according to Malay Mail, there is about three hundred thousand fresh graduate in two thousand twenty alone. Right now, we are in two thousand twenty one, yet we're in still in the middle of pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, since there's a lot of fresh graduate that are jobless, so will there be a mass intake for jobs? What do you think about that? Well, there's gonna be intake for fresh graduates, of course, because they need like a new energy or something in their company. Yes, But, yes, yes. Um, I feel with my stand just now, I don't think there will be like uh, a mass intake because people are still looking for um, people with experience first. They mm-hmm. prioritize experience because, like, um, even before COVID. Uh, when we inter having like interview session for jobs, they are usually looking for at least two years of experience. Okay, let's be real. After the pandemic, it's gonna be like a disaster, and businesses are going to be like extremely busy. Yes, so, the disaster will be real, man. Yes, exactly. So, do you really think that they will have time to teach the fresh graduates to do like a simple, simple task, or um, like you know? Like like a simple like photos photostate the and uh, printing and the papers and everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, really, yeah. I don't think so. So like, there is still some stereotypes about fresh graduates, and I cannot deny that myself. And um, yeah, it's it's sad, but we have to um, face the harsh fact that we have to live in right now. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard some of the um, stereotypes about the fresh graduate. You know, like. Uh, when you are a fresh grad, yeah, you are into a new company. All you do is what copy only. <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, you do copy for your boss. That's all. Right. So, yeah. uh, however, I I would like to state my point just now about the um the new kind of jobs, um and with new technologies. Do you think they need these fresh grads with all these? Uh, new technologies, knowledge, and and so on. What do you think about that? Yeah, honestly, yes, because fresh graduates are more aware and more um, they they practice more on this technologies. Mm-hmm. You know, mm, yeah. But but even if we know the technology well, but we don't know what exactly to do with it, is it going to work? Yeah, it's not going to work. Yeah. All right. Fresh graduates ha- do have like opportunities, but it's kind of you know in the middle. <laughs> yeah, I can agree with you. All right, so uh, we'll be moving on to the next question. Uh, are you still with me? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. All right, very <laughs> good. <I'm> okay. <laughs> All right, the next question will be: What are the initiatives that could be done by the government to help those who are affected by COVID? All right. Um, can I answer first? Yes, for sure. All right. So, um, during this difficult time, I think the government should follow how they did during the first MCO. Yeah. You agree with me or not? 
you know, I agree. like they extend the moratorium and also they give some cash aid so that people can stay at home and do nothing. Yet they have some income to um, to put foods on the table for their families, right? That's true. So, um, what do you think about that? Well, my answer, honestly, throughout the pandemic, like um, there is a lot of initiative that the government has done for the people that are affected. Mm-hmm. But like you said, it's only lasted during the first MCO. The mm-hmm. thing. Like I have a list like for things that they have done here. They said um, the electric bill discount for the first six months. Remember that? Yeah, I remember. Yes, and um, the delay of paying PTPTN for like mm-hmm. three months that helped a lot, and also six hundred ringgit to employees who are forced to take unpaid leave, mm-hmm. and also. Um, there's no fees being charged to certain preschool. Also, yeah. they are special allowance for medical frontliners. They have like they give them four hundred ringgit per month. Mm-hmm. Alright, but but it's something, right? It's yeah, something. It's helpful. Uh-huh. It is helpful. So, right, so they also provide like extra budget for hospital and health units. Yeah. Those Maybe. Are, Maybe yeah. the government doesn't have enough money right now, but we we never know. We don't know what what's the story uh, about our government. We never know about them, about the money. We never know. So we, I think we just need to hope and pray that the the loan moratorium will be extended, the cash yeah. aid will be given. Eh, mm. You know, but at the pray. same time, we cannot just like will help us. We have to do yeah. something too. Yeah. yeah. Alright. <clears throat> so, uh, how many years do you think this will take us to improve our economy? And how why do you think so? I mean, why do you think uh, you choose that that years? <laughs> okay, so I've actually read an article this issue uh, regarding. To, I mean, according to Asian Development Bank, our economy are expected to be improved by this year, by six percent, and it and our company, I mean, our economy, like five point seven percent in twenty twenty, which is next year. Well, here comes my opinion about this statement. Well, mm-hmm. looking at the number of cases that are increasing every day, and it. When there is no mass uh, swap testing, well, I really mm-hmm. doubt that um, that statement is true. More than um, like uh, and next year to make our economy stable. Yes, it will be stabilized, but not in short term. What do you think about your own questions now? Are you you asking me right now? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, in my opinion, uh, the economy will not be healed in the next three, two or three years. Yet, right now we are in um, like the worst state possible. Um, we are our economy. Uh, I mean, our economy situation currently worse than nineteen ninety seven during our uh, yeah during during that. Dark times for us, 
So I think we will take about three or four years, and I hope maybe let, more. Let's just hope. Yeah, maybe more. Let's just hope and pray that our country will be back to normal, inshallah. Um, All right. Um, so I just have some interesting facts for you. Um, mm-hmm. According to the International Labour Organization, 55 million domestic workers significantly impacted by COVID-19. Um, the organization estimated that in the early stages of the pandemic on 15 March, 49.3% of domestic workers were significantly impacted. This figure peaked at 73.7% on 15 May before reducing to 72.3% on 4th of June. So, the rate of unemployment right now is like a seesaw. Sometimes maybe up, sometimes maybe down, sometimes maybe up, sometimes maybe down. It depends after all. So, uh, any last um, words for for this episode? Um uh, is it? Well, I think. Well, I hope that our um, government and our people itself can help each other as to bring back our. I mean, to improve our economic um, growth and everything. I do think that uh, we can do this, but we have to do it together. Yes, let's just hope our country will be back to normal again. And that's all from me. Um, thank you, and I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. And have a nice day ahead. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.